David Ravel, founder and executive director of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries. This podcast has two purposes. First, to bless pastors, pastors' wives, and their families. And second, to challenge the body of Christ to support your pastor through being faithful in prayer, seeking to grow in your relationship with Jesus every day, and coming alongside him in your devotion to kingdom work. And now, here is David with an encouraging word for today. We are so glad that you've tuned in. We are coming to you from the hills of Tennessee, a beautiful display of God's handiwork. Shepherd's Fortress Ministries is a ministry of helps and encouragement to pastors and their families and ministry leaders. We are here for prayer, to listen, and to connect you with retreat opportunities around the country through our ministry partners and connections we are making on your behalf. Pastors, I want to repeat this often. We pray for you, your family, and your ministry. We urge the church, the body of Christ, to pray for your pastor, his family, and the leadership team of your church each and every day. My heart's desire through this podcast is to bring encouragement from the Word of God to all who tune in. This episode is being released a couple days before Valentine's, a day when we shower our sweetheart with candy and flowers and even a romantic dinner. Why? Because we love them. And for the gentleman, if it's the young lady whom God has chosen just for you, and for the ladies, if it's the young man that God has chosen just for you, it makes it extra special. In our world, we've been lulled to sleep gradually over time. We've been robbed of feeling. People are so calloused and unfeeling. This is one of the reasons why abortion is legal and that there are not more public outcries beyond those who love and follow Jesus to put an end to this barbaric method of murder. The greatest danger of losing all feeling and growing more and more calloused is that there is no fear of the Lord in our society. There's no understanding that our God is holy and just. There's no comprehension that all mankind will stand before him on the last day and give an account for their life. There's no thought that if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you will spend eternity separated from God in a place called hell where there will be eternal torment and weeping and gnashing of teeth. For us to impact the world with these truths, there must be a fear of the Lord in his church, in our hearts. Not that we are afraid of him, It's a healthy fear of reverence, honor, and obedience because our God is holy, righteous, and just. We sense this deep within our innermost being. One cannot properly fear the Lord and not feel it in the quick of their spirit. I'm not talking about losing our sense of awareness and carrying on as if we are possessed. I'm talking about an overwhelming sense of reverence, adoration, and praise that brings us to the place and position on our knees in the spirit of humility and worship. This, too, we feel deep within our soul. In years past in the church, in some circles, we have shunned or quenched feeling. Some are concerned with what others are thinking. Some may be thinking that our times in the presence of the Lord, whether in our prayer closet or in a church service, should only be somber and quiet. 
There are times when his presence is quiet. Yet in scripture, we are also invited to come before the Lord with singing, to shout joyfully. Here are a few examples. Psalm 63, 1-5 says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and with fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Psalm 66, 1 through 8 says, Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works through the greatness of your power. Your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing toward the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice voice of his praise to be heard. Psalm 92, 1 through 4 is another example. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. Music is especially meaningful to me as a musician. When a song is sung and played in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it touches you, it moves you, and serves to draw you closer to Jesus. Listen to what it says in Psalm 95, verses 1 through 7. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is the great God. And the great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Psalm 98 4 through 6 says, Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord the King. Psalm 100 verses 1 through 5. Make a joyful shout to the Lord all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not 
we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. You know, I could go on and on for days. If you keep going through the Psalms and other books, it will overwhelm you. We believe the word of God, his truth that brings freedom, understanding, guidance, direction in our thoughts, words, and action. It brings conviction and so much more. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And we know Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If we are a true follower of Jesus, if we have been born again, if we are alive spiritually, we feel the power and the authority of his word because it quickens our spirit and it energizes our soul as we fight the good fight of faith. Some in Christian circles believe that too much feeling is not of the Lord. I'd like you to listen to something that A.W. Tozer once said. I don't believe you can actually define love. You can describe it, but you cannot define it. A person or a group of people or a race that has never heard of the word love can never come to an understanding of what love is, even if they could memorize the definitions in all of the world's dictionaries. But just consider what happens to any simple freckle-faced boy with his big ears and his red hair when he first falls in love and the feeling of it comes into every part of his being. All at once, he knows more about love than all the dictionaries put together. This is what I am saying. Love can only be understood by the feeling of it. The same is true with the warmth of the sun. Tell a man who has no feeling that it is a warm day, and he will never understand what you mean. But take a normal man who's out in the warm sun, and he will soon know it is warm. You can know more about the sun by feeling than you can by description. So there are qualities in God that can never be explained to the intellect and can only be known by the heart, the innermost being. That is why I say that I do believe in feeling. I believe in what the old writers called religious affection, and we have so little of it because we have not laid the groundwork for it. The groundwork is repentance and obedience and separation and holy living. Once again, that's a great word from the late A.W. Tozer. So to fast forward to today, as I think of all that has taken place since March of 2020, when quarantines and shutdowns began and online-only services, could it be that the Lord is teaching us that He is weary of lifeless and repetitive worship? That He is weary of when we just go through the motions? 
Now, I'm not suggesting that we are led solely by feeling, because raw feeling alone can mislead us. How we feel about something emotionally can even be wrong. Yet entering the presence of God and not feeling or sensing His love, His nearness, His holiness, His power, and how secure we are in Jesus, it might suggest that we are going through the motions of religion rather than enjoying all the blessings of being in relationship with Jesus our risen Savior. Feeling in our relationship with Jesus is evidence that we are spiritually alive. May we begin where we are and be a living example of God's love, how the power of His Word transforms us, and how the spirit of praise is alive and life-giving in this world, this desert where there is no water. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, that we can sense your love. We feel your love in the depths of our soul, in our innermost being, from our heart. We sense your presence and your nearness. I pray for every pastor, every pastor's wife and family, the ministry that they're called where they serve. I pray you would bless them, supply their every need, lead and guide us in these days to lead people to the cross. Help us, Lord, to stand on your word. May your servants be blessed and encouraged in every way. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we wrap up for today, I have a special request. If you are encouraged, please share the link to our podcast with your friends on social media or by email. I would sincerely appreciate your help in getting the word out. I would like to invite you to like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. You can also request to be placed on our email list where you'll receive reminders of our latest podcast being uploaded and occasionally you'll receive information that we think would be of interest to you. Pastors, we thank God for you and your faithful devotion to love and lead the church. We look forward to hearing from you for prayer and encouragement. We are so thankful for each one who reaches out to us to say that you're praying for us. It so encourages our hearts. In the meantime, we pray the blessing of the Lord as you minister to God's people and those yet to surrender their life to Jesus. We invite you to tune in next time. Until then, let me urge you to stand firm in Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you so much for tuning in. May the Lord pour out his blessings in your life, your family, and your ministry. This has been a production of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries, kingdom-building encouragement for kingdom-building pastors. Until next time, may God bless you as you seek Him with all